It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. made a lot of friends so that's really cool right yeah <laughs> yeah i still talk to a bunch of those people so it's it's nice so um now like with all that being said as well um you know do you think i mean i obviously had to but what do you think most attributed to you being able to land the internship at disney um well at the time i landed disney i had already had my internship with the la times which I think in itself was a very big leg up. I was very yeah. lucky for that, um, which I was surprised I got that internship at the LA Times strictly because I hadn't, that was my first internship. Um, so that was the first one I had. And I started that, um, I think it was what, 21 at the time, something like that. It was summer of 2022. Um, and I started that and I I loved it there, but applying, it was just... They called me for an interview and I was like, yeah. And then it, I originally applied for like spring and summer because they had two. And then I was lucky that I got in to the summer class. Um, which I don't know. I think I had a good reference. who was our advisor, Walt. And I tried really hard on my essay. So I don't know. And I think the editor-in-chief experience helps. I, I can't say what was going on in their minds, but yeah, um, it happened. And then with the Disney one, again, it's it's one of those things where I have no idea. I it, I think it was just a combo of resume, like writing sample, just like steadily building is what I've noticed. It's been like easier and easier to get each internship as I've gone. Mm-hmm. Um, that resume keeps building and like I keep, you know, making connections with references and things like that. And so it's really just over time trying to build traction, even when I was at the campus paper, you know, trying to get as many clips as I could trying to write as much as I could and just, you know, use that in the future and hope that it paid off, which I think it did. I mean, I don't want to jinx it right now. Um, (laughs) I'm taking my little kind of summer off, but yeah, hopefully it pans out. Well deserved. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) So like, was it super intense? Like how was like the interview process or was there anything that was like, that like really stood out to you to like through that process? Right. For Disney or for LA times? Both. Okay. Um, yeah, for LA times, it was, oh gosh, like getting blasted in the past year. I, (laughs) it was just one interview, um, because they went through the pool and then I talked with Amy King who was there at the time. I think she's still there. I'm pretty sure she's great. Um, and she had interviewed me and they had said, oh, you haven't been like, I got rejected for the spring internship. And I kind of just thought that was it. You know, I had applied for summer too, but, um, 
I don't know. I just, I always assume that it's not going to work out because then I'm either pleasantly surprised or like you know, prepared, which I feel like has been a good strategy in journalism because you get rejected like all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm always like, have the mindset that you're going to get it when you're doing the app. And then once you send it in, prepare for defeat, which I don't, I don't know. That's always worked well for me. Um, but yeah, and I remember I was, I actually had taken my parents to Disneyland um, for my dad's birthday and we were oh, on the, cool. rise of the resistance line Aww. um and it was like 9 p.m and the ride had broken down and we had been standing there for forever and I like saw the email come into my phone about summer internship <gasps> like the placement and I was like oh my gosh oh my and I just kept making this face and staring at my phone and my parents thought I don't know somebody had died or something <laughs> and I was like I got the internship and, they were like, and then we were just like screaming in the rise of the resistance queue for like 10 minutes, which I'm so sorry to all the people trapped in that enclosed loud chamber with us. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and I was like, I don't even care if the ride starts working. I This is great. It did start working. Thank God. My dad really needed to be on <laughs> <in> that ride. <laughs> but yeah, and then Disney was a, a longer process because I had just gone on the site. I'd seen the app. And I remember I'd actually seen the application for the job like a year before. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't apply because it was a full-time position. It was five days a week, 40 hours. And I didn't have the means for that wow. at the time. But, you know, mm-hmm. this, like, oh, I could make that work. So I just, I was happy to see it again. And so I applied and then I got contacted by a recruiter, um, talked to the recruiter who was lovely, wonderful. Um, and then I talked with my boss, well, my then boss at the internship. And then once I did that, I did a third interview, which was with him and the whole team. And I was like, dear God, I hope I get that after three interviews. This is very stressful. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I got, she was like, can I talk to you on the phone? I was like, please. <laughs> and yeah, I ended up getting it. And it was so fun. So many cool people. That's the one thing I've, I've been lucky for. I've met so many cool people at all the internships. Yeah, that is super awesome. I'm definitely sure you met a lot of cool people at Disney. Um, was it like pretty nerve wracking for you? Like, were there any like really hard questions? You're like, I have no clue how to answer this you know i don't i think i black out during the interview <laughs> i do too because i know what you're talking about Same. yeah and i think about it after and i was like what just happened but i re- i do remember finishing up all those interviews the la times when i couldn't tell i really couldn't um i can't even remember what she asked because it was so long ago but like the disney ones because that's a bit fresher i remember you know we talked about some of my clips just explaining why i wanted to pursue it um you know, what my attributes were, what my work style was like. It was nothing too hard hitting. I mean, I've never encountered an interview that ever wanted to trick you. You know, a lot of them are just trying to see your personality, um, you know, ask you some questions just because your resume kind of speaks for itself. Your clips speak for itself. They know you can write. Now it's like, find out if you're not like a sociopath, you know, make sure you have those people skills. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I mean, I don't know if they were looking for anything in specific, but it went well. We really clicked. And I remember finishing all the, all three of those interviews. And I was like, I think that went great just because it was like a conversation. Yeah. You know, it wasn't awkward at all. It was very much, you know, we got to talking about other things too. So there was that natural work chemistry, which I think is really important when you're interviewing to not be, you know, you want to be professional, but you don't want to be so uptight that people can't see your personality or get a exactly. taste of, like to work with you. Yeah, totally agree. You got to let your your personality shine, of course. Um, when you were like, when you were going through the internship, were you the only intern or were there like a, a whole class of you guys? 
uh, LA times, there was a class of us. So there okay. were, I think 20 of us around that, that much, um, Disney, I was the only intern for my editorial team, um, in our office. Cause I was in the creative office up at the Glendale campus. So it houses like the audio, the video, the editorial team, graphics, all those people are in one building, which is, is super cool. It's actually this kind of an airport. It's a very small historical airport that's been like redecorated. Oh. But the lobby is like, has like, it's a little museum. Uh, they say that Amelia Earhart haunts that building because her no way. Down. Yeah. And I was what? scared when they told me it was haunted, but then they said, oh no, it's Amelia Earhart. And I thought, oh, that's fine. I will <laughs> Amelia Earhart haunting this building. Yeah. Yeah, but that one, um, I was the only intern on the editorial team. And then there was like an intern for the graphics team. There was an intern for the video team. So each each team in the building had their own intern. That's awesome. That's really cool. I, I Did you have like a, a lot of responsibility? Was it like really hard or was it pretty easy, like easygoing internship? Um, I would say, I would say both internships were pretty easygoing. I mean, I would work the whole time I was there, but it was it was stuff I knew how to do, you know, mm -hmm. it was like, I already knew the basics of it. So then it was just very much, I could get criticism and feedback and build and improve off those as opposed to being thrown into something that I had no idea how to do, which is why I think, you know, getting experience at your student outlets is so important because that's really where you learn the ropes. Like I didn't know what I was doing at the daily Titan for my first month. You know, I was, I couldn't tell what was good journalism. I, I didn't really understand things yet. And so that kind of made me get a good feel for it. And by the end, I mean, like I'd already written, I think maybe 130 stories at the Daily Titan before I got my job at the LA Times. So I'd already really been through the drill. And so when I actually got there, I was actually surprised. I thought it was going to be like crazier than it was. And yeah, it was for sure. They were like, oh, we have the story for you. And I was like, oh, and do you want it done? Like two days from now, tomorrow? And they were like, three weeks. And I was like, wow. <laughs> okay. I mean, granted that's the lifestyle desk. So if you're on the fast break, good luck, but yeah, <laughs> yeah the desk is a bit more laid back and same with Disney. It was really up to me how much I wanted to take on, which I tried to take on a lot because, you know, while I'm there, I want to learn. I was there for six months and I want to get my mm -hmm. hands on more than just my department. You know, I did primarily editorial work and writing and features and stuff. You know, but I also wrote social media captions. I helped with TikToks. I proofed video things. So, wow. it, you know, there's a variety if you just tell people that you're willing to help and you want to learn. You know, people really utilize the. They always want the extra hand in my experience. So, that's yeah, of course. I feel like as humans, like people are like naturally wanting to to help other people just because it makes us feel good. It's kind of like a like being selfless is almost like a selfish act just because you're kind of doing it to make yourself feel good about yourself. Yeah. Um. But no. Yeah. That's that's really cool. And then so like like ending off the internship, there's no like promise of like a full time job or anything like that. Or where do you kind of like want to go from there? Um. Yeah. I. I think I really just wanted to take the summer to, you know, like I said at the beginning, really work on my craft and, you know, refine my voice. I think when you're really busy, sometimes you fall into a formula. Mm -hmm. You know, you start writing a lot more similar to, you, you know, you start just using things like recycled animation. You're just, you know, putting words in the same sentence structure. And so I really wanted to read and, you know, develop myself before I started hunting for a full-time job. 
Um, you know, I'm lucky enough to where I, like, I have received like a couple of job offers, um, like over the past couple years. And I, you know, I wanted to take the time to do internships while I had them, you know, get experience with different companies. Um, and so now that I've done that, you know, I, I feel like I have established connections and open doors to where I can now be like, I've graduated. I made it, you know, yeah, I yeah. took a summer, like here are my clips, you know, and have that revamp portfolio, which is why I'm freelancing for the summer, just so I can have recent things that I've done with different outlets. And also, you know, use that time to meet new people as well, because yeah, freelancing is, is tough. Cause you, you know, you don't have that set 40 hours a week. You really have to manage your own things and reach out and half your pitches are going to get rejected, but hopefully if you get approved, but it's a really good opportunity to, you know, network and meet people and make those connections. Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. Um, what like ideally would be your dream job to do or like, what would you want? Like, what would you want to do full time? Yeah, I, I feel like I get asked this all the time and I, I've always <laughs> had like a similar answer. Um, like all of college and it's, you know, kind of a cliche answer, but I really just like to keep the doors open you know, I don't like getting my heart set on a dream job because the market is so tough. You know, I mm-hmm. think it's very like, tough. I want to be doing this at this company, writing about this, but that's a very slim chance or it's going to take you a while to get there probably. And so I always kind of like to say, as long as I'll be, I'm writing, you know, I'll be happy. Um, and so that's kind of the mindset that I've been trying to have, just be open with the options. You know, I really like local news. I like features. I love journalism. You know, I also love writing fiction. If I had it my way, I would run into the woods and write a novel, but that does not usually <laughs> pay the bills. Um, but yeah, I mean, recently I started volunteering at Chalk Children's Hospital, which has been super awesome. fun. Yeah. Um, which has been a good way to keep like my EMT work kind of, you know, still fresh. Um, you know, and I'd love to do even something like that, like doing whether it's PR or just editorial work for a nonprofit. I think that could be really fun, too. So th- there's a lot of options. I mean, I feel like I need like five lifetimes to get through all the careers <laughs> that I want to do. Yeah, feel that. Um, How did like you? A... That's so we do that. We've done that twice now. Sorry, go ahead. I always do that. <laughs> It's like you you share the the same. It brain is. Cell, We're all rotating, which is also my brain cell. Because Lauren and I share one. Yeah. <laughs> but I know you've been doing EMT for or EMT related activities for almost two years. On the nose a little bit. So it's coming up on that because I need to renew my license. Actually, I got the notice for that, and you have to do that every two years. And I was like, there is oh, no okay. way that that has been part of my life for two years. But yeah, because I graduated EMT school and like. October 2021 yeah October 2021 and then I started working in the field January 2022 how has that been I mean that's probably a whirlwind of events just a whole another story too but what's that been like with working internship daily titan and then just being the EMP in general that's a crazy job yeah, I mean, I haven't done field work in a while because I switched over um, after a bit. I switched to teaching, uh, you know, teaching skills right. like supporting yeah. OSU administration. Um, like I told Diego, because I was like, my spine, my back. <laughs> um, maybe I'll do something a little more lightweight. Um, 
And so I did that, you know, for a while I took like a leave just while I did this 40 hour Disney internship. Cause I was also still going to school. So there was very, you know, at first I was like, Oh, I'll work this job on weekends. And then I was like, that will not be happening. <laughs> I added my Saturday off and I was like, I cannot go to another job. May I have until like July. Um, but yeah, I don't, it's weird because they feel like such separate parts of my life. You know, I remember working in the field and people would be like, oh, like, what are you majoring in? Like, do you um, want to go RN? Do you want to go PT? Uh, do you want to go PA? And I was like, I'm in journalism. And they were like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, why are you here? And I'm like, I don't know. I thought it'd be a good idea. And I made a 12 hour decision. Uh <laughs> I spend the money on school now, so I'm stuck, <laughs> but it's been really cool. I feel like my EMT experience has really opened my eyes and it's helped my journalism a lot, just, you know, connecting with people. And like, I worked in facility transport, so I wasn't like on the, there's been a wreck, you know, there are limbs everywhere. Like I wasn't usually on those calls. Um, you know, I did like a lot of like hospice calls. I did like what we call P2 calls, which is where you know, you, you pick up a patient and it's not like 911 level, but sometimes you get there and you're like, this man is having a heart attack. Why oh, didn't yeah. you call 911? <laughs> and they're like, I don't know. Oh my gosh. Um, so yeah, it, but I really liked those calls. I liked my longer ones actually, where I could just sit in the back with a patient. Um, and if they were conscious, we could, you know, just talk about things, talk about life and, you know, especially working with a lot of elderly people who are really lonely or they're stuck in what we call SNFs, which are like skilled nursing facilities, which God bless people who work in those because they are so understaffed and the buildings mm -hmm. are like rotting. You know, you go in and they're like, put your respirator on because you might catch a permanent mold <laughs> infection over here. That's not that's not the medical term for it, but you know what I'm talking about. Um you know, and you, you could talk to people from these places and you just hear their stories and it's like, they just want someone to talk to, you know, they're really yeah. lonely. They feel unheard because a lot of the time people like don't pay attention to them. Even in the medical field, they don't really treat them like a human. It's more like a FedEx box. And so when you get there and you pick up these patients, you know, you, I really have just tried to be like, okay, I can be a bright spot in this person's day. Like I can't take away this person's cancer or their liver disease or whatever long-term awful thing that has happened to them. But, you know, at least I can be there and just talk with them. And I, that really did relate to journalism because it taught me how to be a good listener and, you know, how to be with people to make them feel like they can open up to you and to really go in genuine and go in caring. And, you know, I think as journalists, we have to be empathetic. Journalism has to be selfless. I mean, if you're not selfless in journalism, all you're really doing is exploiting other people's trauma. So you really have to go in thinking about the other person and how can I lift up their voice and how can I make them heard and tell their story? And so I, I think EMT work really helped me kind of what I had already been learning. It really just propelled it because man, you'd be in the back and people would be telling you crazy things because you're talking to someone all of a sudden they're like, well, when my child was murdered and you're like, oh my gosh, ma'am, oh my gosh, <laughs> what, <laughs> you know, and they, they just want someone to talk to. So I actually, you know, I liked those calls. I mean, more than the, where are my bandages? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. Do you have yeah. any, like, uh, any tips for people that want to become like an EMT or anything like that? Cause it sounds like it's kind of a you know brutal place to start. 
Yeah. You know, I feel like people tell me that a lot. They're like, I could never do what you do. I was like, I guarantee what I do is not the image you're picturing. Like it is not, (laughs) it is not chaos 24 seven. You do get a lot of good stories out of it. Um, I would say just go for it. Like Mm -hmm. if you're in a spot where you have the time and you have the resources to go to EMT school it's just a really good experience and I think it benefits people in any field but I'd also say don't do it if you don't care about people Mm -hmm. because you get a lot of people and they're just trying to become you know they want something nice on their resume for um to become a doctor and they're trying to get into med school and like they don't really care about the patients you know people who don't get into it for the right reasons you know I really always push you have to be able to listen. Like you have to be able to be empathetic. And I remember like, I'll even tell my EMT students, I'm like, your calls, like 98% of them are not going to be exciting. You know, Mm -hmm. they're just going to be like pretty simple transports. Like you're not having these wild calls that you see like on TV or even like reality EMT shows. I don't know, unless you're working in like New York city, in which case good freaking luck getting up all those (laughs) stairs with the gurney. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm like, this is a boring job a lot of the time, especially when you start to see the calls, but don't let yourself get jaded by those people. And don't let yourself get kind of, you know, even if you're dealing with stuff at home, it's like, you have to leave it at home and just be there for these people who are having the worst day or even all their days are the worst day. And you just want to try and give them at least one good memory. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally makes sense. Um, What about like any tips for trying to get an internship at a place like Disney or um, the LA times. Um, oh gosh. I think people come into journalism. If journalism is their major, a lot of the people I have talked to, they have a very specific thing of what they want to do. You know, they're like, mm-hmm. I want to write reviews. I want to write this. I want to. And so that's, I, that's all they'll practice. And I'm like, okay, but if you want to do this, you have to do all of these fields as well. Like you want to be the most well-rounded person that you can be, you know, even if that skills Mm -hmm. outside of journalism, like, I don't know, EMT work might've had a, maybe that was the swinging factor. And people are like, oh, she works good under pressure. She can come here. You know, she can write for this (laughs) newspaper, you know, so even something that's totally like out of the ballpark can still help you. And then in journalism itself, it's like, you want a reporter who knows breaking news, you know, local news, features, like sports, all of the categories. And you don't have to know all of them, but you should at least know a good chunk of them just so you can show off clips. Um, Mm -hmm. And people can see that you're good for more than just, I don't know, reviews or columns, which are, are hard to write. And that's, that's a hard field to get into because people think it's really easy. And then you, you try and write a review and it's like, this was good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, it's like, you have to tie it into like cultural, political context of, you know, you have to be up to date on news if you want to write reviews. So like anything you do, it's not just one area of journalism. You have to know a lot and that's, what's going to set you apart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. And then like, as far as like setting yourself apart, what like, things do you do to find like inspiration or, or help you with your writing? Um, dang Diego. Okay. Hit me with the hard questions. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't, people ask me how I write and I really don't know. It just happens. <laughs> um, I would say of lately, like I had a creative writing class last fall that was so helpful 
in just challenging the way that I write, you know, challenging me to read things other than my normal authors or my normal publications, you know, looking at unconventional writing, different styles. I think reading is a lot of the times where we draw inspiration from, you know, even like subconsciously, if you're a writer and you're reading a lot, those other authors are going to seep into your work and you probably won't realize it until it's happening. You may not even realize it until after you're like, oh, that's uh, that's this person, you know, in my brain, you know, so it's really it's hard to learn how to write. I really think it's so much of it is in the subconscious. Um, and so when you're looking for inspiration stuff, I, a lot of it does come from reading other great writers. Like, where did they get it from? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. That and, and long car rides with instrumental music. That'll do oh, it. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> usually, usually I get my ideas in the shower, but you know, each. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, if I'm on a really long drive, I'm like, let's just start thinking about life and maybe we'll have something come out of this. Yeah. That's so cool. That's awesome. Um, Well, with all that being said, that's such a great journey that you've had so far. And obviously you have a bright future ahead of you. Um, I don't know. I I have a wood table. (laughs) I'm always knocking on my table. Yeah. Um, But I don't know if Lauren as well had any additional questions or anything else that any other topics or anything like that. Hmm. Many. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but I know another reason we became friends was because we both love Barbie oh, yeah it's true Barbie the like the doll but like for yeah but for unconventional reasons so we'd love to know your reasons Jess and have people kind of broaden their perspective on what Barbie represents <laughs> I love this question <laughs> the Barbie cinematic universe you say yes oh yes. gosh I it's love an ironic know- question <laughs> I read a high school research paper my senior year. They let us choose the topic and I chose um, why Barbie is a feminist. And it was like a whole 11 pages. I just found it the other day in my storage. Um, Gosh, and I should have like, I should have brought that to this table so I could read it for you guys. I mean, I always loved, I was very into like stereotypically, like conventionally girly things as a child. I loved the fancy dresses. You know, I loved... Like the Barbie movies, I think I liked more than the Barbie dolls. And don't get me wrong. I had a ton. I had an aggressive amount of Barbie dolls, <laughs> but I really loved the movies. I just think I have good memories of them, like the animated ones. Um, mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I liked them at the time because princesses and fairy tales and pretty dresses. But I also, I think there's just a lot of good messages in those movies, even though the animation is not so hot now. Not to get too deep on Barbie, but I think movies like that really did form a lot of my personality like that. And like, you know, like Disney princesses, you know, even though they're, I'll still rewatch those movies just to be like, oh, good. And now that I'm older, you can really see like the messaging behind it. And, you know, all of them, whether it's like Barbie or it's like Disney, I think you get really, you know, positive role models for young girls and I really always liked how it was you know Barbie was very you know feminine she liked feminine things but she was also very strong because at that time you know I think it was very one or the other now it's not now there's a a good Mm -hmm. amount of overlap but at the time it was very are you pretty or are you smart like I remember reading that in my magazines in the thousands and you know Barbie was pretty and smart and brave and strong and she can fight she's a musketeer (laughs) But I, I think she's always been somebody who's very kind. And I think that's something that I've always 
valued is kindness, um, you know, and being empathetic towards others. I think that's really one of, I think that's one of the most important tributes that I want in myself, you know, and something I've always tried to maintain, even when I'm angry or upset, it's always like, take a breath, you know, like don't Mm -hmm. shout when angry, like just think of the other person, you know, try to be empathetic. And like, that's always a mindset that I really do think came from like films and media like those, because what we watch as kids really does shape us and influence how we act as people. Obviously there are a jillion other factors, but you know, that's a big one. That's awesome. I, I'm excited to go see the Barbie movie myself. So, yes. Oh, me too. Yeah. Diego, have you seen the animated Barbie movies? Uh, I think I might have with my sister. I, I used to watch Hannah Montana with really? her and that might have slipped in there. Okay. You can tell us to well, watch we'll it by yourself. Clips. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually just watching it before this. So you guys got to help me. Oh, I knew it. Okay. Hopefully it was <laughs> Island Princess. <laughs> um, or Fairytopia. Well, I support that. Mermaidia? <laughs> Oh my god, you guys know everything about it then. Oh yeah, we could like go through the whole run of the mill. <laughs> we usually have um, watch party, so you can join. I, I mean, I'd be down to if you if, <laughs> I wasn't doing anything this weekend, we were supposed to go on a hike, but I definitely would have been able to yeah. Uh, yeah. do that as well. We'll show you. And then when we say we'll Tika is the worst, you'll be like, Oh, Tika is the worst, and you'll know what we're talking about. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm excited for that then. Um <laughs> But to end up, like you know, end off every uh, podcast we have, we just like to ask the same question. Um, you know, with everything that you've done, you're doing now. Like, what is your mental space as far as do you feel like you know what you're doing and you know where you're going, or do you feel still kind of confused and a little bit lost and you're just really not sure? Yeah, I okay. I'd say that's kind of a half yes, half no because I know what I'm doing. I don't necessarily know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I feel pretty confident in my abilities at leaving college, you know, the experience that I have. I I think I started out, I remember even becoming editor in chief. I had like, oh gosh, I had like just done so much like the past two semesters. And even though I had like done all that work, I was still very insecure in myself at being able to run a news desk and now being able to run a whole newsroom and decide people's paychecks and like meet with donors and figure out publicity and actually make sure we're running good content that gets clicks um, and is still genuine and truthful and well-written. And so I think I found a lot of myself during that year, especially, you know, beginning the second semester. I think I, I, that was when I was like, okay, like I've got this, you know, I've been here like a year, year and a half now, and I have a pretty good handle on what I'm doing. I don't feel like I'm faking it anymore like I did the first mm-hmm. year. Um, and so I feel like that leadership experience definitely, you know, nudged me in the direction that I'm in now where each internship, you know, I learned more and I grew more. And I always ask for criticism. That's something that I always want whenever I'm working with a new editor I'm always like okay don't be afraid to rip me to shreds you know my favorite (laughs) professor in college I remember was was that creative writing class and he was my favorite because I'd submit a short story to him and you know like it'd be I guess it'd be good because he'd give me a high grade but he would also put marks where I could do better like I remember I wrote Mm -hmm. an ending and then he wrote at the ending this is a great piece but change this ending you could do better and that was something that I, I really wanted I liked that honesty and that eye that is very hard to hone you know when an editor has an eye like that or a teacher has an eye like that to where they can point out these flaws that's something that's very valued to me and also you know keeping the mindset for me that 
I'm never going to stop learning. You know, I have a very mm -hmm. long way to go. This is the very start of my career. I don't need to be perfect right now. I just need to be open to learning and having a good foundation. And I, I think I have both of those things right now. So um, we'll see where it goes, but I'm, I'm very excited. That's awesome. Well, again, we wanted to thank you for coming on and uh, hopefully I could make a trip down to OC sometime with uh, Lauren and maybe we can, you can show me a couple of those bars yes. you were talking about. So. I know. I know. We'll have to do like bar and Barbies, you know, you bar know, and Barbies. Oh, I've, I've never done that yeah, before. That's the perfect, right? That should be your next party theme. Oh my gosh. Perfect. Yeah. Scooby-Doo. That's of the past. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Like, why did you come back in a year? And I'm like, I'm in the woods. <laughs> Which who knows? Honestly, there's been enough curveballs where I'm like, maybe in a year I won't even be in journalism. I'll be like in a complete I was about to say like engineering or something. That will never happen. Yeah. My brain doesn't work like that. Your dad would love that. Oh, my <laughs> dad wishes. <laughs> he wishes. That's funny. You'll be fully saving lives by that time, I'm sure. Oh my goodness. I don't know about that one, Chief. Right. 